Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Great Earth Podcast. We have a bonus episode for you tonight. That is right. We're doing a review of AEW Rampage. Man, I got a lot to say about this shit. I was fucking happy. So let me just start off by saying this. To anyone for months that was like, nah, it ain't gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. Dude, it, it fucking did. I couldn't even believe it. I was sitting there like, there's no way that this shit's really happening right now. CM Punk is officially on AEW, dude. It was dude, the fucking, you gotta see these videos. The crowd, man. That shit was louder than John Cena's return. It was louder than anything I've seen in years. And these fucking people were like, in tears, dude. And I was sitting there like, oh, fuck, I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna fucking <laughs> cry. You see this really chunky dude that's like, <sighs> He's like wiping his eyes, and I was like, "Oh fuck, here it comes!" <laughs> the, Dude, uh, oh, the funny part it. out of all of it is uh, his first match is going to come is going to get stopped by Daniel Bryan. Nah, it's not even happening. They already announced <laughs> his first match. It's with uh, Darby Allen, which I knew was fucking accurate because they were trying to say, "Oh no, he wasn't talking about CM Punk," but he literally was like, "I quote: Even if you think you're the best in the world." Only CM Punk ever says that shit, so I'm like, oh, yeah, he's talking about CM Punk. And they kept dropping hints, like, fucking months, dude. It was months of just pain, pain and suffering. So I was like, nobody will say anything. Even so, Tony Khan, the CEO, president, whatever, he went on, and he basically confirmed it, but he didn't say it. He was just like, you know, he he was like, I know what people are expecting tonight, and I don't want to disappoint, but it's always good to have that suspicion the unknowing of being caught by surprise so everyone knew oh yeah it's it's either that or it's daniel bryan my only thing was is for weeks we were talking what about what happens if cm punk doesn't show up and AEW is milking it for what it's worth what if cm punk is doing the same thing because he specifically said fuck wrestling i hate wrestling and i'll never go back to wwe i've been happy all these seven years of my life i'll never do that shit again and then he came back, and it's like, well, shit, I didn't think it was going to happen either. Like, I even said on the last episode, I highly doubt he's coming back. I kind of thought it was going to be Daniel Bryan, because they did confirm Daniel Bryan. Yeah. But they don't have a date for him yet. So I do know that when he came on, he did his little speech about, you know, being gone for seven years. And he was definitely um, jabbing at WWE, saying that I left a place that made me sick in the first place, and... Long story short, he was like, I'm not even going to acknowledge him. I stopped wrestling in 2005, came back 2021, which is like a huge smack in the face to WWE, but it is what it is. Anyway, uh, you had Darby Allen and Sting up there in the rafters, which uh, my issue with this is that I don't really like how Sting is kind of being dragged along with Darby Allen. They're doing it to get him over, but he's already a fucking star, so we can quit with that. But, you know, he addressed the whole best in the world remark and was like you know what i'll see you in chicago september 5th at all out so we got that coming and then it's been confirmed that the main event or would be main event is kenny omega and christian for the aew champion but aside from that dude fucking my hairs were standing up i was (laughs) dude it was one of the greatest fucking moments ever i just couldn't believe it i was so Nobody knows how much, like, I love CM Punk, dude. He's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. He got shit on in WWE. I completely understand why he left and didn't want to come back. And according to all these fucking dirt sheets I've read, a lot of um, why he came back had to do with uh, John Moxley and a bunch of other people that he was best friends with saying, hey, you know, 
great experience so far, so you might as well give it a shot. And why wouldn't he when you got all these people just fucking begging him and shit? Like, honestly, I probably would have done the same thing. But he would have been really smart, too, to fuck with people. I legit thought that he was it was going to play, and, like, he just wasn't going to show up. Like, that's, that was my fear, dude. I got nervous, and I was like, this can't be fucking happening. So that being said, they cut the show in half. It was still an hour, but most of it was CM Punk. So it cut down the matches really shortly. I mean, we had a uh, Jurassic Express, which was um, Jungle Boy, and fucking Luchasaurus taking on Private Party with Matt Hardy. Um, I don't really care for Private Party, but it was still a good match. Jungle Boy is an up-and-coming star, but he needs to lose the gimmick. So they won. It's a qualifier match for the AEW Tag Team Champions at fucking All Out. So, I mean, that's cool because here's the thing, dude. As much as I like the current champions, I'm just not – I don't like them anymore. I think I don't like when someone holds the title for so long. So they won that. Uh, the other match was some extremely chiseled bitch named Jade something taking on um, – god damn it, I just had it pulled up. It was weird, dude. Like – Something Hogan. I, I don't. It was the most forgettable match of the night. I will say that. Oh yeah. I, um, what was her name? Something Hogan. But see, here's the thing. I love AEW. Like Kiera Hogan. Yeah, dude, that was the one. So that match lasted like two to five minutes. Um, that Jade chick pretty much got her. And Jade's like gimmick is I'm that bitch. That's literally it. And it's it's interesting, but. The issue is, dude, is the women's division in AEW is still boring like WWE's. Only difference is in WWE, they don't get the push that the women do in AEW. Like, Britt Baker is one of the top-selling stars right now. And being the women's champion, like, you don't really see a wrestling event where the, you know, the women's division is the main event. We've seen that a few times in WWE, but it's not as effective. Well, I guess, except for, like, uh, Becky Lynch at WrestleMania winning both belts. That was... That's definitely a historical moment, but Britt Baker's like on top of the world. And then you got Red Velvet making her way up, and she's actually pretty interesting and funny as hell. You got another person, um what the fuck is her name? Uh Chris Statlander. So she's supposed to be like a friendly character. I don't know how to put it, but she's getting pretty well known too. It's just that for some reason the women's division in a lot of these promotions just isn't as interesting. And I think it's because they don't put a lot of heart and soul into the storyline. So that match, easily forgettable. Uh, The main event, again, didn't last very long because they had to give all that time to CM Punk. So we had John Moxley taking on some guy named, I think it was Daniel Garcia or whatever. So I think all that had to do with them leading up to John Moxley and Eddie Kingston taking on a new duo that just signed with AEW a couple weeks ago. They're called 2.0. They sounded really stupid until I saw them, and they're the most over-tag team like duo I've seen in a while because you got to remember these two are brand new, and people were chanting for them, booing them, as if they had already seen them before. So that was probably at least easily the best match of the night. I will say as much as I loved CM Punk's debut, that's kind of what took away from – the matches and made them less interesting. They were still good matches, but they didn't focus enough on those. They had to cut the time down because CM Punk had to have been out there for like 14 minutes. Maybe I'm over-exaggerating, but he was out there for a while. Did you see any of the clips from the show? Yeah, I saw the, um, 
I saw all the clips of him like coming out and everybody's like, see, yeah, probably like chanting it before he comes out it. and everything. And, and people like having aneurysms in the. Oh, um, yeah, that was, that was me. <laughs> I, I could be saw, hurt from my TV. I also saw a clip that is on our Facebook page of oh, Tony's reaction doing? when did he you, saw CM Punk. Did you put my fucking reaction on Facebook? <laughs> Son not of yet. a bitch. Oh, I mean, go ahead. It's not that bad. It's pretty embarrassing, but dude, but I, what I want I, you guys all to pay attention to while he's reacting is look at his feet. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> I did that shit, dude. I like did a shake thing. I was like, ah, I got so excited. It took a minute, dude. I couldn't like believe it was happening. I was like, dude, I legit just I didn't believe it was gonna happen, even my, with all this shit going my, on. I thought, you know. My favorite part of the video is you're like getting excited and Aubrey's like yelling. You're like, Shh, stop, stop, turn it up. And you're like, turn it up. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I had to neglect my daughter for a minute. This is way <laughs> too good. <laughs> Dude, it was, oh, I can't even explain it, man. One of the fucking best, one of the best wrestling nights in history by far. And the thing is, the Cena's return was pretty good too, but the problem is it was cut so short. You had Roman B. Edge, which we knew was going to happen. Cena shows up and the fucking crowd goes nuts. And I'll admit I did too because, again, Cena's from the same era that I grew up watching. CM Punk, same thing. And, you know, as a kid that came from the Attitude Era and Ruthless Aggression Era, as you did, uh, this was a big deal to me. I hadn't seen anything like it since I was a little kid watching TV, man. That was probably the first time I had that reaction since fucking John Cena. And that's, we're talking 05. Like, I just, I hadn't, I lost touch with wrestling for so many years and then started getting back into it. And I'll admit, there are times where even the greatest stuff is hard to sit through and it could be cringeworthy, but it's just getting better and better with AEW and all these fucking fanboys are fighting on Facebook right now about it. Like, nobody wants to admit that AEW is on top and it shows in the ratings and this is clearly going to be a problem, especially for WWE. But the thing is, you got these people that are like, nah, WWE is better. And I'm like, dude, how? It'll obviously be there forever. WWE is like Walmart, dude. It's never going to go away. That's been established. I don't think AEW is going anywhere either. It's going to make competition. I'm not saying they're going to win some sort of war and make WWE go out of business, but they're clearly the better promotion right unless, now. Um, unless WWE starts making a different um, storyline like they the need same to. one that ever that happens every single week. Well, they need to start getting new fucking writers in there, and we could start by getting rid of this whole Roman Reigns storyline. I'm about to say we got to get rid of the dude with what? Well, what did he freaking say? Oh, goddamn mattresses for teeth. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you're, you've been protected by this pretty little face and the giant bars of soap you have for teeth. Oh yeah, that's right. Bars of soap, yeah. That was the funniest thing I heard Cena say. I was like, holy shit, he's just going below the belt. And then he breaks the fourth wall, and he's just, like, talking mad shit. Like, he's letting locker room talk spill out in front of the fans, and that's, like, never a good thing. But it does make for a good controversy. And as Eric Bischoff once said, controversy creates cash. So, of course, it's a big deal. Of course, everyone was watching it. It's John Cena, and he can pretty much do what he wants. The only good thing that came out of that, though, was the fact that we got to get a little bit of a hype for SummerSlam, which is tomorrow. Ironically, they chose a Saturday. I'm going to watch it because I want to see John Cena and Roman Reigns. 
but I can almost guarantee right now John Cena is not going to win. If Cargo Shorts is about to beat Soap Teeth and freaking um, Cargo Shorts, get some dude runs out and grabs Cargo Shorts by the net sack and Roman Reigns wins, I'm be pissed. To do no shit. Like, I know he's going to win because here's the thing John Cena has to go back to filming for his next movie, like next month. So that just tells me that he's not going to win, or there's the chance he does win and then he loses it like the next night to Roman or whatever. Like, I can see it happening, but I don't see any other way that WWE can, like, not piss off the fans. Here's what I want to happen I want John Cena to win it. And then Otis to come in and beat the... <laughs> See, Otis would have been a good star. Like, when he won the money in the bank, it was great, and then they gave it to Miz. And just so he could lose it to Lashley, and Lashley could basically become WWE champion, which, I'm sorry, he's more boring than Roman Reigns. WWE all around has some catching up to do. This one single episode of AEW was... It's hands down their best episode they've done by far. Even better than the pay-per-views. And it sucks because it's literally not even for the whole show. It's like that 14 minutes. It's that one promotion. Right. That, you know, it's that one little skit. It's not even a wrestling match. And it was such a big deal. People are talking about it all over Twitter, Facebook. The funniest thing ever in my life, dude, is I was killing time. Like, 7 o'clock was the longest fucking hour of my life. <laughs> I was sitting there. I was watching old CM Punk videos in WWE. Then I was watching AEW Dark, which is not great. Then I was watching SmackDown. Dude, it was... I figured that WWE was going to do something bigger because they knew that there was potentially a problem with Rampage. But they didn't. The only thing they did that was semi-interesting is Edge brought back his little uh, brood or brood gimmick, whatever you want to call it. So, for those of you that don't know, in the... Early 2000s, late 90s, whatever. Edge and Christian were teamed up with a guy named Gangrel. They were supposed to be a, a crew of uh, vampires. It was actually a pretty cool gimmick. So the, you know, the vampire music hits. Everyone gets excited because they think it's Gangrel, and it's not. It's, you know, Edge's face on the Titan Tron. You see his little vampire teeth. So they're hinting at him bringing that style back. And then Seth Rollins gets fucking poured like a tampax dude there's just blood everywhere he gets up it looks like someone shit on him really it's probably one of the funniest videos i've seen to but that's fair, the... edge looks more like a vampire than anyone in the, in the history of the planet <laughs> <laughs> he he kind of does dude it was it was i was excited because i was like dude old school hell yeah but then i saw edge and i was like oh of course they didn't bring ganger out back because he's old as fuck and I'm, I don't even know if he's still alive, to be honest with you. But, like, I knew that they were going to do something to He's a vampire. To of course he's alive. Right. And then, of course, you had your little, you had your, like, last 10-minute bit with um, Cena and Roman just mouthing off to each other. But while this is going on, I'm on Twitter, dude. And people are just mad talking the shit. They're like, oh, thank God, there's only 10 minutes left. AEW is almost on. <laughs> and then, like, they're saying shit like, Dude, this whole show has been ass. <laughs> Somebody was like, oh, cool. I thought Bray Wyatt was coming back, but then they fucked me again. I don't know why I keep doing the shit. And I was like, dude, I just can't wait for Rampage. And like I said, I had this really big feeling in my heart that it wasn't going to happen. And it just did. And I was like, oh, man, so worth it. It was totally worth the wait. 
I think that Tony Khan and whoever wrote wrote all this and prepped this were smart as hell by not telling us anything. They were smart to hint at it and kind of make it sound like it could come true, but it might not. That was the smartest thing ever. But they also saw it from my perspective as a fan. I'm not going to go buy tickets for something that's not 100%. I'm not going to rush to another state if I don't know for sure. So, of course, they had to make statements saying something's coming, biggest announcement in history, blah, blah, blah. People know what that means, but, again, they don't fully know. And it would be shitty if they said that at All Out. If they were like, oh, something big's coming at All Out. All these people show up, no CM Punk. They just spent all this money to go see a pay-per-view. Or you're at home like me and you spent 50 bucks to watch it. Nada. That shit would have sucked. So they kind of had to... They kind of had to open up the hand and reveal the trick a little bit, but they were so smart in the way they did it. And it was, the payoff was, it was amazing. And like, here's the thing too, is it's been confirmed that CM Punk will be wrestling or he'll be with AEW full time. He probably isn't going to wrestle full time given that he's like 40. So he's got like a couple years in the tank, but I highly doubt he's going to wrestle like all the time. It's probably going to be, Every pay-per-view, once a month, maybe at Dynamite or whatever, but he'll probably do what Sting does, and Sting wrestles, like, eh, once every six months, but then he shows up, does yeah, some cool some shit. The, look at some of the pictures and videos of CM Punk. Sting might be in better physical shape right now than CM Punk is, so he's going to have to hit the gym probably a little bit before he really does something. It's funny you mention that, though, because... Uh, John Moxley tweeted a while back that he had recently got in the ring with CM Punk, and it was like he never left. He was like, dude, there's no ring rust on this guy, but it's been seven years. He hasn't been in a ring in seven years, so I yeah. do worry about that, too. He's going to fucking break his wrist or something. That's one of the reasons he left WWE. Uh, the story behind CM Punk is crazy, man. Like He was an over-the-top guy. He was ten times better than John Cena, way better than Brock Lesnar, all those guys. But they kept pushing him back. And then he had his infamous pipe bomb uh, promo where he shit on WWE. He shit on Triple H, Stephanie Man, all of them. And he was going below the belt. And it got to the point where basically it was going to the locker room. And, you know, long story short, he straight up like told Triple H and Vince, like, hey, you know what? I fucking hate it here. Fuck you. I'm out. And then he left. He doesn't come back. According to him, nobody contacted him when he walked out. And then they fired him on his wedding day. They handed him his fucking papers. And he, yeah, so he did like a ring around with them about payment. And he was like, you know what? This is the last straw. I've been wrestling with uh, staph infection. And I guess WWE's own doctors had told him, no, you're fine. You can keep wrestling. And then he goes and gets another, you know, opinion. And they tell him, dude, you could have fucking died. Like, why weren't you resting? And he's like, uh, I was being rushed and his biggest deal. And I understand this completely as a wrestling fan was he, um, he wanted to main event WrestleMania and that never happened every year that he was champion or the most talked about person. He always got dragged back. And when the final moment came for him to actually be that with the undertaker, uh, they pushed that as a mid card match. And he's like, I'm not fucking stupid. This isn't the main event. You can say there's four main events, but we all know the main event is the very last match. So I totally understand where he's coming from. And then he finally just said, fuck it. And at the end of the day, he left and never came back. And for years, he just talked shit about wrestling, but not the sport, you know, not wrestling in general. He was mostly talking shit about 
the promotion now, like what you see on TV cable wrestling. So that was a big part of me that was like, nah, he ain't coming back because he, he hates what it's become on all sides. But never say never. I've gotten to the point where my favorite wrestling is watching like 20-year-olds in a random like gym in South Chicago just freaking throwing all caution to the wind. I send you videos on TikTok all the time of these dudes uh. just messing up so <laughs> hard. It's so great. There's one video of some dude is like laying on a um, table, and this guy who's probably 400 pounds runs and jumps and misses the top rope, and his leg catches on the top rope, so he falls all weird and just shoulder right into the sternum oh, of the dude, and the table a like breaks. Fan. The t- table breaks in half, but instead of falling in the middle where the cushion's at. He falls on the leg on the far right side. You see his body yeah. crumple on the leg, and the both that, guys just land. I'm like, ah! Fucking video up. you sent me of the sumo guy that jumped over the rope, and he was like, "No!" He realized his mistake, <laughs> and the dude landed on him. That shit was funny, dude. Oh my god! You want to talk about? Uh, we're getting a little off topic, but you want to talk about crazy shit? The other night on a Wednesday Night Dynamite, dude, Sting had a match with Darby Allen against that group I was talking about, 2.0. They fucking double-teamed him and threw him through a table. This 60-year-old man got up right away and stared at them, and they're both like, holy fuck, like they mouth it on camera. He gets right up like it's nothing. And I was like, no, dude, they're going to kill him. <laughs> He's too old. You guys are fucking up the illusion. Someone's going someone's gonna, to be getting up. Strongly worded leather from Medicaid. Oh my god, dude! It was uh, it was fucking nuts. Like I was shocked. I watched it. And I was like, "There's no way they're gonna put him through that table." I thought that table was for them, and they lifted his ass up, threw him through that fucking thing. You see him just groan in pain, and then he hops back up, stares them down, like you guys fucked up. <laughs> and they know they did. They're like, "Oh." Oh, shit. <laughs> like, you could tell what they were surprised. They were like, damn, uh, we kind of thought that he was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> we thought it, it was, was cool. I did. We, I was like, oh, dude, going to break his when back. They, when they told us to do this, we thought this was over and we might kill this guy. He popped right back up, looked me in the face. I was like, yes, sir. Oh, uh, he got up and he was like, oh, man, you done fucked up. <laughs> like, hey, it was fun to be here for two nights, but I guess we're gone now. <laughs> But, Tony, but no, it was, it was cool. Tony was super, super excited. I was supposed to be over there, and my carburetor started shooting gasoline. Oh, I know, man. I was kind of bummed out you couldn't be here. I was like, oh, shit. But then I was like, I'll just tell him all about it. And I fucking lost it, man. Fucking. It was the first thing right away, too. I didn't think it was going to happen like that. I thought it was going to happen at the end, or he was going to pop up. Like, I thought that at the end, you know, there was going to be a match and his right. music started playing and that was it. And then we had to wait till Wednesday. That was my first thought. And then right away, they're like, oh, we got the biggest announcement in wrestling history coming up next. And then, like, not even a minute, dude. No music plays. The fucking fans are just screaming. And then the music plays. Logo comes on, Straight Edge Society. And I was like, oh, my God. And it's just fucking, oof. I gotta save that clip, dude. One of the greatest fucking times. <laughs> but as I was saying, dude, with um, all these rest 
wrestling, like no matter how shit it can be, this is one of the perfect times to be a wrestling fan too because we're spoiled. We have Monday Night Raw. There's fucking 205 Live, I think, on Tuesday, and then there's Dynamite and on Wednesday, as well as NXT from WWE. There's fucking uh, something with Ring of Honor, as well as Impact Wrestling on Thursday, I think. Friday, we have SmackDown and Rampage. Fucking NWA does a YouTube series. AEW does two YouTube shows, AEW Dark and Dark Elevation. On the weekends, there's something for AAA, which I don't know what the fuck. I think that's like some luchador shit. But, dude, if you follow wrestling the way I do, every night there's something, if not more. It's like you're spoiled at this point. So I don't get why people bitch so much about it. I'm like, dude, if you like wrestling, you like wrestling. It's just find something you like. I love having options. I'm not saying I'll never go back to WWE. I'm saying that right. right now I'm loving AEW. And when it starts to get boring, I'll go to WWE. When that gets boring, I'll go to Impact. I'll probably leave Impact right away because Impact sucks. From there, I'll go all the way to Ring of Honor. When Ring of Honor gets shitty, I'll go to fucking whatever. You know, there's tons of wrestling promotions out there. And a lot of them are on TV now or they're on YouTube. And it's hard not to enjoy. I mean, my shit revolves around wrestling at this point. I listen to all these podcasts. There's tons of wrestling podcasts. But that's also what kind of kills. And in my opinion, you got all these leaks and stories that really fuck up the illusion. But shit, if they can get you like they did to me tonight on Rampage, then that's a, that's a good, you know, it's a good foot in the door. Tonight I was completely caught off guard, even though I kind of knew what was going to happen and I had my doubts. It still worked. They got me the way they did when I was a kid. I, for a second, legitimately believed the storyline. It was great. They the trick works, so I thought absolutely. I'm gonna keep watching Dynamite and Rampage. I've been watching it for the last two years. I was off and on for a while, but you know, when Jericho came on board and when John Moxley came on board and all those guys, it, I was hooked. The storytelling is what had me hooked. Yes, there are a lot of stars that need work because you got to remember these are all newcomers that have never worked on live television before. You know, they didn't go to WWE, which was the king of wrestling, so this is all new to them. But that's why they have all these veterans on there working on it. So it's getting better. I mean, they've made some homegrown stars. Darby Allen is a fucking star. Orange Cassidy is a star now. And what's his name? Hangman Adam Page. He's one of the biggest stars there. Kenny Omega wasn't homegrown, but I'd say he's more popular now because of AEW. Same with the Young Bucks. And uh, believe it or not, Brian Cage, he's one of the most popular stars there. Even though I got my issues with him, he's still a homegrown star. AEW is just fucking killing it. And right now, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to piss a lot of people off. Monday Night Raw is way too long. It's three boring-ass hours. SmackDown is good at two hours. Dynamite's good at two hours. Rampage needs to be two hours. It's it's one hour. They use it as more of like a main event platform, which is cool, but... It's way too short for how much excitement. Uh, I'm just excited. I'm just ready to see Daniel Bryan and CM Punk wrestle. So when Daniel Bryan beats the snot of CM Punk, I can make plenty. It's not going to happen. I can be like, yes. How are you going to feel having to say uh, Bryan Danielson? (laughs) (laughs) That's the name he's going to end up going by. That was his original name before he went to WWE, but they liked Daniel Bryan better, obviously. 
But given that he can't use that because that's a WWE trademark, he's going to probably go by Brian Danielson. And so, he explain something to me. How can um, CM Punk use CM Punk and his um, music and his intro and his all his stuff that he used, but right. a bunch of other people can't? So What's CM Punk's. So CM Punk's that was. Um, from what I remember, CM Punk, he owns the rights to that name because he used it throughout all the other promotions. That was kind of the deal. The music he can use because that is um, it's done by an actual artist. So it's not uh, made by WWE. So if you if you notice something, WWE, all most of their stars have music that's made by them. So that's WWE's product. But Daniel Bryan and CM Punk both have songs that are original creations. Like Daniel Bryan's is... Um, uh, what's that? The something of the Valkyries. Uh, right. Fuck. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that, yeah, that's an original song. You can use that anywhere you go. But Daniel Bryan is a WWE made name, where his real name he could use. So if it was like your real name, you could use it. So like Chris Jericho, that's his real name. But CM Punk, in his uh, in his sense, he can use that because he owns the rights to the name. As far as I know, there could be more to the story. The logo, same thing. That's all his. And again, the song is completely um, original, so anybody could use it. And that's what AEW does a lot of. They use original songs. Um, Orange Cassidy, for example, his is um, Where Is My Mind by the Pixies. Great fucking song. Uh, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley come out to the Wild Things cover. I can't remember who sings it, but... You know, wow, thing, you make my heart sing. That's an original, right. too. So they can use that. But, um, yeah, CM Punk's, all that shit is his. As far as the character gimmick goes, he can't use the gimmick that he used in WWE. So he's going to have to kind of work around that. But to be honest with you, I don't know how he was able to get the logo. So the logo they made for him is much different than WWE's. It's still the two arms crossed like this with the X's on it. But they did it differently, so I think that it's kind of pushing boundaries. But it is done a little bit differently, so I'm not sure what the story is behind that. I just know that, yeah, he does, as far as I knew, he owned the rights to the name because that's um, always been his wrestling name through every promotion. But there could be more to it, too, because I know that he went to battle with WWE over a lot of his own stuff. I think the only thing he really gave up to them was the merchandise. He had told them that you guys can sell the rest of my merchandise, but... As far as I know, yeah, he still owns the name and all that stuff. But someone like Bray Wyatt, I'm pretty sure he can't use the name Bray Wyatt because I'm almost positive WWE made that up. He can't use the Fiend gimmick because that's WWE's. Um, Triple H, same thing. If he ever went somewhere, he couldn't use Triple H. Right. He probably he probably couldn't even use Hunter Hearst Helmsley because his real name is Paul Levesque. So, you know, it it more or less depends on the situation. Same thing with um, John Moxley. He was Dean Ambrose at WWE, but he used the John Moxley gimmick because he was John Moxley in the Indies, which is what CM Punk did. He was CM Punk when he was in Ring of Honor, um, Impact, or TNA. So it was essentially his character. Which, if they have that, that's cool. Right. Otherwise, when they don't, that kind of sucks. That's the problem with WWE. Uh, with going there is they own the rights to that, which I kind of think that's going to happen with AEW. 
I think that they're going to own the rights to a lot of these characters, like Darby Allen. Um, I don't think that's his. I don't think that's the name he ever used in wrestling anywhere. I'm pretty sure that's an AEW product, so right. that's theirs. He can't take it anywhere else. But, um, damn, I've been going on and on. This has actually turned out longer than it was supposed to be. <laughs> Apparently, Daniel Bryan's next fight is going to be some dude named Will Osprey. Will Osprey? I don't, that does ring a bell a little bit. I don't know for sure. See, I um, thought that. Brian would have been perfect for somebody like Hangman Adam Page or the likes of Kenny Omega. I love Christian Cage, but I just think he's way too old to be in a feud with Kenny Omega. Um, this William Osprey dude signed with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, yeah, that's he's, right. He's, so He's the, I, um, the world heavyweight champion. That makes sense. So, yeah, um, AEW is working exclusively with Impact Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and a few other promotions. What that means is they can show up on each other's shows and fight for the titles. And that's been the case for a while. Uh, Kenny Omega, had, recently he defended the, I think it's the, again, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but AAA, I believe is the name of the promotion. It's in Mexico. He defended it against Andrade El Idolo, who's also an AEW wrestler, but Ric Flair showed up there because he's no longer with WWE. So that means that Ric Flair's going to be coming to AEW. It's kind of been confirmed, but again, it's a situation where they're like, it's up in the air. This article says that Will Ospreay is one of the best wrestlers in the world who is neither WWE or AEW. His matches with Ricochet are off the charts and have received praise from the wider wrestling community. Interesting. Right. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna look forward to seeing it. I just think it's weird that they're gonna do it like that. I mean, I hope that it takes place at AEW and not on New Japan because I don't watch New Japan Pro Wrestling. I only did when John Moxley was the um, IGWP United States. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but he was the yeah he was their United States champion, and they were defending it on AEW. And then he lost to a guy named Lance Archer, and so on and so forth. Um, but that was the case with Christian Cage. Uh, he beat Kenny Omega for the Impact Wrestling Champion. Because right now, Kenny Omega is the AEW Heavyweight Champion, AAA Heavyweight Champion, and then he was the Impact Heavyweight Champion. So he had all these companies' heavyweights. Right. But the deal was basically he can't lose them on their show or whatever the case is. So Christian's the Impact Champion. I'm like, that's cool. I love him, but I don't give a fuck about Impact or those champions. So it's kind of Did a he weird call scenario. himself like the belt collector or something? Yeah, he was the belt collector. And uh, for a while, he was wearing a shirt that said Chick Magnet, which was a reference to CM Punk. So there's another one. <laughs> I don't think CM Punk is there for a title. He's most definitely going to be a Goldberg for AEW. He's going to be there to get people like Darby Allen and all them over. But... I also don't see him losing a match anytime soon. I think they're really going to juice him up. And then same thing with Daniel Bryan. They're going to juice him up, make him pretty big. They are going to steal the show for a little bit. And that's completely fine with me. I like them both. So if they can make the other guy look good while winning, losing, I don't care. I just want to see it. I see the Daniel Bryan, CM Punk match. I can tease Tony for hours. It's not going to happen, bro. I mean, it will, I doubt, Daniel Bryan. Neville, Daniel Bryan, 
freaking knocks him out. I'm going to laugh when Daniel Bryan loses to Brian Cage. <laughs> that <laughs> won't happen either. I'll quit. He's like, all right, well, I'm gonna go ahead and say fuck AEW then. <laughs> but um, uh, guys, uh, shit, I did this episode mostly for the couple of people that listen to our podcast that are loving the weekly uh, updates I do about wrestling. I try to keep them small. That's why I did this uh, bonus standalone episode that's specifically for wrestling and all about AEW Rampage. Um, if I had to give it a rating, I'd say it's a four-star episode, 100%. The matches, some of them could have been better. I thought the main event was obviously the best one. The promo alone is what makes this show stand out. It was a completely different formula than what they've been doing. Even if you haven't seen it, it's you know it's already obviously off the air, but you got to go look this up. You can probably watch it on TNT. It's definitely worth a watch. Uh, the matches... A little different. The first one I'd give it, I want to say about a, a B minus. So maybe like, let's give that a three and a half. The women's division match, that was easily like two. I just, I couldn't get into that. Eddie Kingston with John Moxley against Garcia and whoever the hell that other dude was. That one was uh, definitely like three. Ironically, the promo with Punk, easily a fucking five star. You guys don't believe me? Check it out. Just listen to that crowd. Listen to how fucking over he is with this. Like, just this this long ass but somewhat short promo that wasn't long enough is fucking just perfect. It was everything Brandon we needed. Frazier next. What? He was Brandon Fraser next. <laughs> yes, please, Brandon Fraser. Brandon Fraser, we need you. He hates me now. I called him Brandon. Uh, listen, Brandon Fraser, if you are listening to this, yes, we miss you. Come back. We're excited for your new movie. You've been awesome on Doom Patrol. The only thing I will say is this. I will not watch another Mummy movie unless Brendan Fraser is in it. It's not, I'm not going to watch another one. I don't give a fuck who's in it. Brendan Fraser has to be in there. It's been too long. The, again, never say never, bro. People kept saying CM Punk were going to show up. He showed up. I bet you anything Brendan Fraser's back, bro. Can we please not make another Mummy movie? Let's just like not. Fuck you. <laughs> I love the movies. The one with Tom Cruise is terrible. I'll admit that. The one with Tom Cruise is garbage. Uh, the yeah, Mummy 2 with The Rock is the worst CGI I've ever seen in my entire life. I thought you were going to say the worst. I was like, bro, the worst one's the third one easily. But the nostalgia is what makes it great. And Jet Li. <laughs> but, um, <coughs> shit, bro, do you got anything you want to add before I close this bitch down? No, I think that's about it. Yeah, there's not there's not too much I can say about it, guys, other than I fucking loved it. It was worth watching every minute of it. You got to check it out. If you're a wrestling fan that's kind of tired of WWE, AEW is definitely where to go right now. If you're someone who used to watch it and you're kind of like, I don't know what to do, AEW 100%. WWE sucks right now. They'll get better eventually, but they're fucking horrible right now. And AEW is now going to be kicking their ass even more. Otherwise, thanks guys for listening. Check out a video apparently of me freaking the fuck out when CM Punk arrives. You could probably watch it side by side with a show just to get a little, you know, realistic feeling to it. That'll be on our page. You can check us out at the greatgirthpodcast.com. I am Tony. That is my buddy Austin. Austin, sir, thank you again for this. And I will see you on Monday. Adios.